What a day. What a lovely day. Welcome back in for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Good to be talking with all of you once again. I'm Daniel, joined as always by my fantastic partner, Josh Levy. And Josh, things are just fantastic for me. How is everything going with you? Everything is going well. I think we are on the come up, on the brink of peaky. We are very close, in my opinion. I would have to guess that they're like finished. They're finishing the final scenes of the show. And why do I think that? Because Paul Anderson has been very active on Instagram, on his Boise Boise Instagram account. He posted two days ago a picture of him, Tommy, Finn, Curly, Johnny Dogs, and Isaiah like walking down an alley with Tommy leading the way. Kind of like, like what if this was like the last scene? Like this was the final cut of the show. Like they're just walking into the sunset you know off they go like they've 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 won they've defeated all their all the villains all their opponents and i mean you got finn who looks a lot older as isaiah looks a lot older you know i I don't know and 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 the caption says by order of dot 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 coming soon so that's that's a nice little tease i mean i mean paul anderson has been has been keeping us on our toes folks Josh has come to play today, starting off hot. We're out here running away with a little bit of predictions. I, I mean, I, I'll say it right now, I don't know if I would love like a happy ending to the show. It doesn't feel realistic. It doesn't feel um, possible. So we'll see. It, it almost feels optimistically hopeful that they'll just walk into the sunlight and Stephen Knight will take a bow and the audience will clap. But before we dive into all of that, let's let a uh, our fantastic listeners and anyone new to the podcast know where they could find us. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash peaky podcast. We're posting all of our new episodes. A lot of these leaked photos. There's been a lot of videos from Bolton in the UK of, you know, even in the last couple of days, even up to today, we're recording on the final day of March of Killian Murphy, Natasha O'Keefe, AKA Lizzie walking out of what looks like maybe like a courthouse situation there's a lot of cool things that you can catch on our Facebook page. We're also on Twitter at By Order of Peaky. And as Josh and I always like to talk about, we're putting up extra bonus episodes almost a few weeks, you know, a couple times a month, a couple times, you know, every other week, we try to throw something out there in the works now with, you know, a new Patreon episode. And that's over on patreon.com slash By Order of Peaky for just $5 a month helping Josh and I feed ourselves in this fantastic time. Josh, happy Passover. Josh and I. Passover to you as well. No bread, but we're still trying to make that dough as uh, I just made that up. Doesn't sound great. I am white. Josh is white for everyone listening. (laughs) So diving into this thought about Arthur Shelby's kind of uh, social media unraveling, you might want to call it, you know, Paul Anderson it's, we talked about it a little bit on our last Patreon episode, and we do have some big news that we do want to talk about in this episode as well that we did over on Patreon break last week. But I think for Paul Anderson, I think he's playing mind games with us. That's my guess. At this point, it's been going on too long. He's, he's drawn out this farewell for weeks of bloody photos on his Instagram and goodbyes here and there. It almost feels like a bit of a distraction to maybe make us think that everything is 
going to be good and jolly and happy. And, and in, you know, in the other way, I'm not so sure that his character is going to survive to the movie. That's my, my bold, my, you know, a little bit of a like everyone, all the brothers with Tommy just die. And I mean, that, that would suck. Maybe, you know, this just popped in my head that this picture that he just posted of them while all of them all walking through that alleyway could be like a final battle scene of some sorts. Like maybe they're going to kick some ass or they're going into war with another gang who we don't know or another group or another villain, like a Luca Changretta kind of shootout style thing. And this is them walking into that. And maybe they, they all die. Like, who knows? Like, that could very easily happen. Now, that is a lot more believable, especially with the recent article on Digital Spy. They do fantastic work, especially for BBC Productions. And they just interviewed Sophie Rundle. Congratulations to Sophie on uh, the baby and, and all of the good things that are going her way. Ada Shelby, you know, the actress that plays her, she teased a all guns blazing final season saying Ada is just as badass as ever. She always is. It's, it's going to be a fun one. Josh, I have that feeling like, you know, that the game of Thrones season six feeling where it's like every single episode could come out and be like a a war sequence. You know what I mean? Where it's like, just, there is not going to be any time for, for fans of Peaky to breathe here in this next season coming up. Good. Hopefully like five six months that's my guess good because we only have six episodes in a movie so like basically it's like eight episodes it's like seven and a half episodes right so like yeah, let's that's go fine. eight episodes let's say they've got that's eight fine episodes. like right. that's fine you don't need to skip a beat go right into it jam pack it all and let's have a day like let's just have a day of of just crazy shit happening i'm down for that so before i get to the announcement i want to you know let you guys know where they are filming in Bolton. It seems like they're filming in the same spot that they did in season two, where they would go to the Eden club, you know, the famous line by order of the peaky fucking blinders by Arthur as he's getting hammered fresh off of a nice uh, threesome in the bathtub. If I remember correctly, that, that Tommy maybe uh, got in the middle of, um, but it seems like, and this is according to peaky blinders season six, Instagram, great place to find all the information they're filming at the uh, Le Mans Crescent and the former Bolton Magistrates Court. So I mentioned courthouse. It could be just London, you know, a backdrop of that. But that's exactly where they're filming in Bolton in case, nope, you're hanging around the area and you might have heard some, some guns being shot that as I've seen, you know, here and there around. And so that's, that's why. But the big news announced last week is that James Freshville known for his star work in a movie called Animal Kingdom that was made into an American TV show that actually stars Michael Gray, a.k.a. Finn Shelby, um, or Finn, excuse me, Finn Cole. Jeez. Michael Gray, a.k.a. Finn Cole. And so we'll see. She she looks like she's going to be, and by she, I mean him, of course, James Freshville, but I'm saying like she she looks like it's going to be a little bit, Josh, of a sophisticated character, at least by the photos we've seen of a very fresh cut Australian actor. And we're excited to have James join the, the crew. We've gotten Conrad Khan. We've gotten uh, Anderson that is, you know, will probably be playing Diana Mitford that we talked a little bit about a few weeks ago. So it's, it's cool just to get breaking news, but at the same time, Josh, it's, I'm getting a little tired of the guessing. I don't know about you. I, it's, yeah, I'm kind no, of, of course. And I'm sure that people are tired of us guessing because we have no idea what the hell we're talking about. We have, they have just as good of a guess as, as we do. 
But I mean, if if we were to guess on that character, I would have to say that it had to do with some of the political uh, strategy and political part of the show that Tommy's involved in, because he does look, look like he's a sophisticated fellow, maybe involved with Oswald Mosley, maybe trying to go against Oswald Mosley, and that's Tommy's ticket against him. Like that's his avenue to kind of defeat him by partnering up with someone that we don't know yet. So that's that's my prediction, at least. I would really appreciate if we can get another character that isn't a bad guy, you know, like, yeah, what, what we haven't had like Abarama gold was sitting there in the middle. And then it turns out that yes, he's going to be on the side of the Shelby's, which was great, but then we're probably going to lose Michael. So, you know, we lose John. And so it's, it's, it's almost that kind of situation where I want the, the numbers to come back in our favor. You know, we're rooting for Tommy Shelby. Let's get some more actors in here, some more characters that are on his side that we can root for because we lost Abarama, spoiler alert. <laughs> Michael's going across the pond. Who knows where uh, Polly's going to be when all the dust settles. And same with Ada. Ada could come out and join Michael's side for all we know. Absolutely. It would be a nice refreshing change uh, to have someone who's a good guy who's on our side here. Knowing this show, it's very highly unlikely, but you know, you never know. So taking a look at James Freshville, you may have seen him in a couple episodes of New Girl. He started in that. There was also a movie called Black 47, which was set in Ireland during the Great Famine um, about an Irish ranger. And so he was one of the star actors in that, along with Hugo Weaving. And uh, he was in a movie called Adore, as well as one called The Drop. But recently... He's been in uh, just one, it seems like just one or two productions here in the last few years, a movie in 2020 that has not come out yet called The Dry, that he was one of the minor characters in, you know, it doesn't come up on the first couple names, as well as another movie called Creation Stories that he is in one of the first few names. So it'll be cool to see just a new face, right? He was in the Stanford Prison Experiment, one of the... Uh, the students, if you want to call it that, that was... A wild one of the movie. test subjects. Test one of the subjects. subjects. That's it what is a wild movie. Very wild, wild movie. Wild movie. Yes. wild movie. I've been watching. I've been a little bit of a documentary uh, zone here in the last. That, week. It's not a documentary. That's a drama. That's right. It's not yeah. a documentary. Right, but it's right. definitely got the feels of a documentary style movie, The Stanford Prison Experiment. If you haven't seen it, it is is a really cool look at separating people who are on the same level into thinking that one group are the inmates and the other group are the you know the guards and kind of seeing how everything works out when you've got that mentality that that was an interesting movie that's a real experiment for those for yeah those of you. no I, that, that that's is, why i'm thinking documentary style oh, of course yeah 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 no it's, so a, it's a, based it's a off a true that, story it is insane that it actually happened like that people were subject to that yeah so that was cool I, i'll go off on a minor tangent here and just say i watched the uh the great hack on Netflix finally about like the Cambridge Analytica and just learning about how all that was done and, and piecing together the profiles of social media and how Donald Trump was able to use that. That was a cool, the cool watch. Awesome. The last cruise on HBO, Josh, is about the Diamond Princess cruise line that left Japan like the day that there was announced that COVID hit in January 20th, 2020. And mm -hmm. just a breakdown of different people filming from either their luxury suites or down in the gallows of the workers. And that's like a 40 minute little documentary that just came out yesterday on, on HBO. That was pretty cool. And I also watched uh, the last or one day in September, which was about the Olympics in Munich when the Israelis were kidnapped. So that was a nice yeah. documentary. So just a little bit of a documentary uh, 
run for, for myself here. But back to Freshville, we, Josh and I really gave a lot of our thoughts, and we don't want to recycle them for those of you who are great enough to, to tune in to patreon.com slash buy order Peaky. So go ahead and check that out if you're more interested in one of the side characters here in the Peaky Blinders saga. Josh, before we move on, I got to play this for like 30 seconds, all right? Folks, Josh is not going to be very happy with me here, but I really want you all to listen and listen to see what we sound like when we are on half speed. And you can do it right now by just pressing the half speed button in the bottom left corner and listen to Josh and I slur our way through a previous episode. This is our last episode, the peak of peaky off season. I'm just going to go for like 20 seconds so you all can hear what it sounds like on half speed. It is incredible. I am obsessed. I need to get really drunk and do an episode, Josh, with you so we can see how close. Is it, is it identical? Yeah, listen to this, folks. Season five, and remember, we were rushing. We were rushing <laughs> to finish our rewatch in time for the release of the UK in, in, of Peaky Blinders, and it was... It was a little stressful there at the end of season four for our rewatching. It absolutely was. <laughs> and now we wish that we were rushing. Okay, so I'll let you all take care of, I mean, you can go to whatever episode you want. You can even listen to this episode in half speed. It's the beauty of, you know, at least Apple Podcasts. I'm pretty sure does Spotify offer the same? Yes, it does. So there's a lot of different avenues that you all can have a little bit of fun. I'm not sure how we sound in double speed, but I feel like I already talk pretty fast. So that's, uh, that's something that I'm not dying to dive into. But Josh, we talked about James Freshville. We've covered some of the new releases of photos here coming around. I do want to talk about some more Stephen Knight love because I did come on the podcast and bash his movie with Anne Hathaway just a little bit. I got a little bit of feedback on our email about, you know, maybe you were a little hard on the movie. It was a lockdown style movie. It was called Lockdown. I said I wasn't going to finish it. I ended up finishing it. It's, you know, with a, a, a Cheeto Way, the guy from uh, 13 Years a Slave, who's fantastic, won an Oscar. He's great. He's kind of losing his mind. Anne Hathaway is good. It's got some cameos. Ben Stiller is just like casually in it. And so that's like the beauty of being able to do a movie where it's Zoom, right? Like a lot of these scenes, you're watching them Zoom with other people. So Steven's just like, hey, Ben, can you jump on for 45 seconds and be the, the CEO of this company that Anne Hathaway works for? And Mr. Stiller's probably like, yo, Steven, I'll hook it up. So that was interesting. The end was, was odd. It was an odd movie. But there's a new announcement. And this is something that, that I texted you about, Josh, that seems incredible. And it's just started filming. It looks like the name of a Call of Duty new game, but it's got an unbelievable cast. It's a show called SAS Rogue Heroes. And it's Stephen Knight's adaptation of a best-selling novel by Ben McIntyre. And it's a dramatization. Josh, I'm, I couldn't be more excited for this. It almost feels like Band of Brothers style. It's a show about the special forces unit formed under extraordinary circumstances during World War II. And it features Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones, Sophia Butella, who was in that uh, miniseries called Modern Love that I liked, Dominic West from The Wire, the main character from The Wire. This looks 
really good. And I am very excited for this. I, I, I've been watching one show and it's The Sopranos. Well, that's a great one. I mean, I'd love to hear, Josh, the, the floor is yours. Give the fans your riveting review. How, how many episodes have you seen of this all-time classic? I am four episodes into season one and it's already amazing. Like, it's just, it's, a, it's like your typical mob boss television show. The characters are amazing. It's violent. You know, it's the acting is great. The storyline's already great. Like I, I can already tell that it's it's gonna be every episode is gonna be riveting. Every episode has like like every character is involved in something. It's awesome. I don't you haven't watched it, right? I saw the first season and I'm gonna take I'm gonna get some beef for this. I'm just gonna be honest. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. I why not? I just don't love the genre. Like it, even the Godfather movies are good movies. They're good movies. I watched them because I felt like I had to. It just something about the Italian mafia just doesn't wet my beak. You know, even in uh, even in Fargo, I was much more interested in the other storyline than the Italian brother who came to town. Even though the actor was fantastic, I was definitely more dialed in to our girl, um, Alpharetta or Marietta or Georgietta, yeah, Georgietta is, and, and the different. nurse. No, I'm just saying personally, like, no, I'm saying that genre just doesn't do it for me. I didn't love the relationship between Tony and his mom. That was something that always like stuck with me. I didn't, it, it really aggravated me the way that his mom, like kind of run, ran, ran his, his emotions there in the beginning. Like he was really, I, I, I mean, it was a couple like, years ago. She definitely has like dementia or something. So, That's what like, I mean. I so just like, I guess seeing that really like bothered me just like the way like my grand, grandmother went through it and my dad right. and all that kind of stuff. So like for me personally, it didn't connect, but everyone loves The Sopranos. So what is it about the show for listeners that have never seen it, which are probably like seven of you out there because everyone's seen this show, but like, what is it about it? That's so good. I think that it has like, a lot of metaphors and undertones throughout the show that are that are brilliant that like that it's not just like a violent mob show you know what i mean like you have this like mob boss who's like in therapy really like going through going through it and like just dropping everything and like little things have meaning like the ducks in the first episode which i hear have like meaning throughout the whole entire show i haven't seen the rest of the show but it's like it's it's brilliant in that way and then like just the fact that it's not really just about like the mob business. It's about his family. It's about his personal struggles. It's about like his family's personal struggles. Like other characters have personal struggles as well, aside from being mob bosses. Like they didn't choose this life. It's just kind of like they, they were just born into it kind of, kind of a thing. Um, I like seeing like the perspective through his kids and like I'm watching an episode where well, the last episode, his son, like, has no idea what he does for a living. Like, they're like, oh, like, what do you think dad does for a living? Oh, he's in waste management. He's Isn't in the, it? Yeah, garbage. It's like, it's like, okay, like, look him up. And she has, like, a chart of all, like, the mob bosses and, and whatnot. And, like, all the families. I just think it's really good. And I'm, I'm only four episodes in. And, like, when you have a show that is good for a whole entire hour and it's, like, there aren't, like, throwaway episodes that, like, get you bored. That's, that defines, it, like, the, the good from the great. And I think that's why this is, like, a great show. Prestige TV. And so there are two ways. Two, there's two questions I want to ask here that kind of go into the overall television watching experience. And so the first one, and it's something that I think has been lacking here in the last 
eight months, really, like aside from Marvel and Star Wars, like Mandalorian and some of these Marvel shows, it's like event TV. Do you consider this, like, do you watch like one episode per sitting and it's kind of something that you're looking forward to throughout your day of work and you're like, okay, I've earned this one watch of this episode. You know what I mean? Because you don't have episodes, you don't have time to watch four hours right. of TV every night. Is that kind of the way you approach it or is it just like any show you binge? It's kind of like in between because I think I like how when I watch one episode, I'm like, okay, that's good. I got, I, I got my fill. But then there are like, like for for episodes three and four, I had to like I was watching it like very late at night. It was like twelve thirty at night, and I, it, it was like one o'clock in the morning. And it was like a, I was like I have to watch the next episode. So I like stayed up to like two watching it. Well, I fell asleep like midway through it, but it was just it's it's kind of like in between where it's like oh I want to watch one, but if it gets my attention and it's leading to the next episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start binging. So I think it is binge worthy. Hopefully, I mean. We'll see how 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 I go throughout the season and to other seasons, but so far so so far it's kind of in between. But yeah, because I, I always like to think about that because there are so many shows that I just watch, like in the daytime. You know, for example, yeah. like I'm I'm someone that that really likes to intake media in that way. And then there are some shows that are like, okay, I am going to watch this show one episode at a time, maybe once a day, maybe twice mm-hmm. a week, something like that. And it's more like event TV. And I guess. The other thing I want to ask, and this has come up to me in questions about watching Peaky, and they say, people have said, hey, I know this, this, and this about Peaky Blinders. Is it still worth watching? And that's the way that I watched Game of Thrones, right? I knew, okay, be careful here. If anyone hasn't seen Game of Thrones, fast <laughs> if forward. You if you haven't I, seen Game of Thrones, what are you doing with your life? But like, I, I knew that John had died. That was like right. the only well, thing that, I knew what sucks. the Red Wedding was. That sucks. But you know what didn't suck? It didn't suck watching it in any capacity. Because a John came back, so like I was wrong, you know. Like I thought he was dead; he wasn't dead. So like that, but yeah, that whole scene kind of took away. But like, oh, well, what is what is two minutes taking away from forty hours? And I also, have, I didn't know which one the red wedding was because they like to, of course, all at the red wedding or anything like that. So that was. Nice. I have a very very personal story, traumatic story about the John is dead storyline slash scene. Here we go. So so what was that like? That was like twenty two thousand and fifteen. Cause it was when my brother graduated college and he was going on his like Euro trip with, with a buddy, me and my parents were visiting him or we're meeting them like halfway to their trip in Prague. Okay. So we were in Prague and game of Thrones was, it was that season. And I guess the, I guess Prague doesn't allow you, like you can't use HBO, like your HBO. Right. You have to use a VPN. Right. So I was just going to like wait a week till I got home and watch the episode. And that was like kind of before like Twitter was like what it is now with like television where everyone just like live tweets everything. Yeah. And so it was 2015. So I was like six years ago and I'm in a group chat and one of my buddies goes, I can't believe John is dead. Like, dude, (laughs) I literally said before, I'm like, do not say anything. I'm out of town. I can't watch it. Don't say anything. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Josh is a red-blooded Cuban-American who happens to get emotional at times. I do. So, so what was your reaction? Oh, I, I fucking went off on, 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 on the kid. It was like a point of contention for like a while. Like literally, it was oh, like- you, Oh, wait, you hold grudges? What? It was, like, it was like for a month. It wasn't like an actual grudge. It was like a joke, but- 
it, it was not, I was not happy. Like that was one of the best episodes of the show. One of the most important scenes of the show kind of just like spurred everything. Like everything was like leading up to that moment in the show. That's to be tough. honest. Yeah. It was tough. Like, especially when you've been like by the books, you haven't got anything ruined. Nothing was been spoiled for you. I didn't start the show from, I didn't start the show when it first aired. Like I, I binged the first like three or four seasons or something. So that was rough. Okay, so my question to you in this light, in this, you know, on this font size is basically when you're watching Sopranos and you know something like the ducks have meaning or like everyone knows how the show ends. I'm not going to say it, but if you don't know, like, no, of course, it's, it's a widely known ending to the show. It's a little different, though. No, so I'm asking. It, so like, it know, so long ago. That's what I'm saying. So knowing a few things, does it? adjust the way you watch it at all or is it still no. like full because like i i want to say that i didn't know anything about the sopranos when i watched it like four years ago i didn't know how it, i didn't know anything so i didn't i, didn't I don't think it adjusts because i mean knowing knowing the ending there really isn't an explanation for the ending and i'm gonna i'm still not gonna know what the hell the ending means oh so. no one knows what it means but right. I'm saying like in terms of throughout like the first season like do you know if blank dies like do you know which characters are gonna no, be alive no, or not no. okay no no I, I have no idea who's gonna who's gonna die See, I think there's a twist that you can put on it. So if you're listening at home and you haven't watched Peaky Blinders and you just like listening to our voice or you, you're bored and you wanted to listen to a random podcast, welcome. Um, I think if you know everything, you could still enjoy a show the same way that people watch The Bachelor and getting spoiled who the winner is. You can kind of watch it in a different light. You can kind of watch john leading up to his death and and see the way that that worked or grace leading up to how she was shot or different things like that and i think you can still find a way i watched the survivor shows you know like all the seasons and all that stuff last year during quarantine and there were some seasons i knew the winner because this most recent season is all the winners going back so i knew that blank won this season 22 and yet i watched it in a way where like okay i got to focus on her specifically right so it's it's I think there are pros and cons, but I'm, I was curious to hear about your Sopranos approach. So yeah, I mean, I I have a different opinion, but I I would rather not know. No, I'd rather not know too, but I still think, Josh, like- Because then would, it's like- Would you still watch a show if you knew? Oh, abs- absolutely. Yeah. I'd still watch a show. But then like, what, like the way that I look at it is someone, if I know someone dies three seasons down the line, I'm like, okay, what's their purpose in the show right now? Like they're- Oh, they're really? They're gone. Well, not, not like what's their purpose. I'm just saying it's like, oh, like I know he's going to die. Like I know that he's, he's, he's coming to an end. Like that's the way I, like, it just skews my perception of them. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. So that, that I just want to move on to one more thing. And it's a new Disney plus show that I didn't even know was a thing. I thought mm-hmm. so. So I heard that they were making a Mighty Ducks movie with Emilio Estevez. And I'm like, okay. great, I'll watch it. It's going to be bad, but I'll watch it. You know, it's corny. And I turn on Disney Plus the other day, and it's a show, Josh. It's about a show what? about the Mighty Ducks, like 10 years in the future, 15 years in the future, is like a powerhouse hockey program, mm-hmm. and a kid gets kicked off the team. And it's the kid from um, The Good Boys. Remember that movie? No, I don't. Was it called The Good Boys? It was like four little kids. It was like Seth Rogen made it. It kind of like super bad, but like for middle schoolers. I don't remember. You never saw that? Okay, so there was a movie called Good Boys, and the main guy, his name is Brady Noon. He's, he's a funny kid. He was actually in Boardwalk Empire as well, and he stars in the Mighty Ducks, The Game Changers, and he starts his own hockey team, and the mom is Lauren Graham. She's one of those, like, 
oh, I know her from this, this, but you can't place it. I think she starred in, Gil- she was the, the main mom in Gilmore Girls, Lorelai Gilmore. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I've yes. seen her in so much stuff. She was uh, Larry David's girlfriend in Curb Your Enthusiasm for yes. a few episodes a few yes. years ago. She's the star. And obviously Emilio Estevez, Gordon Bombay, is like this hockey rink owner who quits hockey and rink rents the rink out to her to start a team for her son. It's just a bunch of like ragtag bad news bears. And I'm in. It's there's been one episode, and I just want to let right. you guys know if you're any interest in Mighty Ducks, Josh, I think it's worth 25 minutes of your time just to at least let me know if it's a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down from you. All right. I will I will have to I will have to take a look. Sounds interesting. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're definitely not going to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Definitely so you might not. as well give Disney Plus a little bit of your time Absolutely if, not. if you're paying for it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We were on uh, on Tangent Road there, but I hope you enjoyed a little bit of the Sopranos breakdown as well as the announcements from the Peaky Blinders world. What, As always, let us know if you have any questions or any ideas for episodes here in this lengthy Kiki off season. As always, he's Josh and I'm Daniel. We've been seeing you on that day.